This is Fresh Matters, and I am Papa Kwesi Endong. For me, it is very, very important to continue to hit this nail, to continue to drive this point home to all of us, Africans in Africa, Africans in Europe, Africans in Asia and elsewhere, certainly Africans in North America. Uh, let's be clear. For me, the definition of Africans is anyone, anyone with African blood in them. Father is an African, mother is an African, grandfather was an African, grandmother was an African, anyone whose relatives came from Africa one way or the other. So we have Africans in the United Kingdom, in Europe, some of whom came directly from Africa. Some went from Africa to the Caribbean, ended up in Europe and the United Kingdom. There are Africans in Brazil. There are Africans in North America. We all know about the hideous, cruel slave trade that trade in human beings that took a lot of us from Africa to North America. So the people who had been called Negroes, Blacks, now African-Americans, they all have African heritage. If you have an African heritage and you live anywhere in the world, for me, you are, you are an African. And what I want to say today pertains to you. It involves you. It affects you. It relates to you. So I'm not happy that in what I have had to do, in business in particular. Even as a student, when I was younger, that everywhere that I went, what pained me and continues to pain me some more is not what people from other ethnic groups or tribes in Europe or America or Asia 
have tried to do against me so that I do not progress? No. It is what other people of African descent have done and continue to do to hold me and other people back from achieving what our potential, what our talent ought to push us to achieve. That's what bothers me. That's what makes me angry. That, what, that, that is what is making me to talk, if you will, freestyle, without any notes, without any script, but to talk from, from my mind. It's not from any emotional anything, but to let people know that yes, we have one or two people here and there who come from an African heritage and have done well and prospered. Many have prospered in the area of music or entertainment. Others have done well in sports. And so we have a Pele from Brazil. We have a Muhammad Ali from North America. We have a Tiger Woods from North America. We have a number of long distance runners from Kenya, from Ethiopia, and places in the eastern part of Africa. We have had boxers like Azuma Nelson from West Africa, Ghana. We have had soccer players that have excelled. So in the field of sports, entertainment, music, yes, we have had people that were held down but rose by their talent, their expertise in those fields and have done well. Some of them have also gone beyond sports and have done well in business, have gone beyond entertainment, sports, and done well. A number of them have also done well generally in their lives. Where I am talking about I am talking about in the field of economics, business, and, 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 and the sort of things that we also, as African people, should be in. And I want to talk specifically about the field of finance, banking, investment, pensions, insurance, where are we? Where are we in those areas that actually push commerce, push industry, and yes, 
push sports, push entertainment. It is money. And those who trade in money, those who make decisions to give money, that becomes investment that supports activity. I'm asking, where are we? Why are we not in the forefront in those areas when we have definitely significant resources in the continent of Africa itself and we have people who have come close and are close to areas of finance, investments, pension, insurance, in the UK and Europe, in the Caribbean, in Southern America. Definitely in North America. Why is it that only a few years ago, there were more than 50 Black-owned, African-American-owned banks in the United States of America, the bastion of capitalism. That has been the number one power in the world. There were more than 50, 50 banks owned, operated by African-Americans. But then today, Today, in 2022, the number hovers around 18. 1818. It has come down significantly. And even that number, within that number, you can count on your fingertips the number that is 100% controlled by African Americans. And yet, what some people just want to talk about is, well, is this person black enough? Is that person from here? Why is it that a family controls a bank in the continental Africa? So you take a look. Go to many of the countries in Africa and find out who controls the financial sector, who controls the insurance companies, who controls the investment companies of, of significant size, who controls the banks. Are they from Africa? Are they Africans? And you may ask the question. So go to Liberia and ask the question. Go to Ghana and ask the question. Go to Cote d'Ivoire and ask the question. There are some countries in Africa that don't allow you to own a bank if you're not from there. Ethiopia is one example. And incidentally, the big players in the world, most of the big players in the world um, where are they in continental Africa? They are not there. They are not in Ghana. They are not in Nigeria. They are not in Liberia. 
They are not in Uganda. They are not in the Sudan. They are not there. So name them. Barclays Bank, HSBC, JP Morgan Chase, Bank of America, they are not in continental Africa. They are not there. They are not interested. But there are others who have come from elsewhere and are controlling the financial sector in Africa. And one of the reasons why that is happening is that those who have held regulatory power, those who have had something to do with deciding who becomes an owner, who is a shareholder, who controls a bank, an insurance company, pension company, investment company, many of them with great suspicion, sometimes envy, sometimes downright, well, you don't belong here, have made decisions that have made it impossible for their own Africans to get into those areas, to prosper in those areas, to overcome challenges in those areas, but they welcome people from other, other jurisdictions, other geographical areas. So someone, someone in one country would welcome somebody else from another country and keep their own down. It could be for ethnic reasons, religious reasons, and most of the time it, it appears to be for political reasons. But then how, how do you account for the fact that there are people in the United States of America who see somebody from continental Africa same heritage, different name, different skin tone or shades of black and say, what is he doing here? Why is she here? Why is it that these people control this bank instead of looking at it as, hey, one of our own is here. We are holding our own. Let's support our own. Let them grow. Let them prosper. So that by knowing them, we can also go through them and prosper as well. So why is it that someone will bypass one of those 18 African-American black-owned banks in the United States of America and say, oh, they are not as secure. They are not as credible. Let me go to J.P. Morgan Chase. Let me go to BMO Harris. Let me go to Bank of America. But 
all banks have difficulties and challenges from time to time, all of them. There is no bank in the world that has not had challenges with regulators. Every bank does. Every bank has had difficulties and challenges, but many of them have had opportunities to clean up their act, to correct what is wrong, to make right, to put things right, to fix problems. So why is it that our own African black people will go to a black or African-American owned bank, get a loan to buy a car, to buy a house, to, to, to support their business, and think that they can take their time and pay, pay what is due when they want, they, they, they feel like it, when they get ready to. But then if they were to go and do that with a JP Morgan Chase or BMO Harris or Bank of America, they will run and go and pay what is due every month on time. Why? So don't people realize if you do that to a Black-owned bank, you are effectively working to shut it down, to have it be closed by a regulator? And then you turn around and say, well, how did we get from more than 40, more than 50 to just about 18? How, how, how do you do that? How do we do things to make our own banks not work within the continent of Africa? Why? Why is it that only United Bank of Africa, UBA, out of all the banks that come from the continent of Africa is the only one that has a branch in the United States of America. Why is it that there are only two, maybe three Africans who own shares in, in, in banks? And I mean significant shares in banks in the United States of America. What about the United Kingdom or Europe? Do we own any, any significant shares or banks in Germany? in the Netherlands, in China, anywhere else in the world? Why? Why is that the case? If you give up and you stop your own people on any continent from becoming significant owners in insurance companies, pension companies, investment companies, in banks, you are also shutting down opportunity for the rest of everybody that calls himself African or black. It's as simple as that. So my point is, we must unite, help each other, support each other, do business with those 
who have invested, who are Africans, blacks, British black, American black, Brazilian black, African African African, we should support our own, our own insurance companies, investment houses, banks. That's where the money is, obviously. That's where also opportunity is. And by so doing, by uniting around them, supporting them wherever we can, even if a little at a time, a little at a time, until we see the credibility, until we see that they are also standing. Let's support them. And of course, I've got some experience in this area, so I know what I'm talking about. I don't want to focus on my own investments. But my point is, it is extremely painful to see our people bypass those that have made investments, those of our people that have made investments in these financial services financial industry and go elsewhere and then turn around and say, we're not there. We don't have the experience. We don't have the credibility. We can't be relied upon. Why should I go there when I can go to something bigger? Well, ours can also become bigger if we continue, if we continue to support them. If we support them, they will become bigger and they will become better resource and have a better ability to support whatever happens, whatever we want to do in our communities, including giving our young men and women, our boys and girls, opportunities to also, to also grow learn and get get a chance in life in those professions that exist the lucrative professions that exist and positions that are there in the financial sector when you control the money you can also control the destiny of a people so Let us help our people to get a chunk, to get a corner of the financial services industry so that we can, in the process, we can, as a consequence of it, also be able to support our own dreams and aspirations and get away from this poverty that seems to be our lot. It is not our lot. We weren't meant to be poor. And if we want to get away from it, let's support our own where the money is.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Fresh Matters. You can listen to all the other episodes wherever you get your podcasts. God bless you. This has been Fresh Matters and I am Papa Kwesi Endome.